0: Hi y'all, John Alcorn, that one dude 2020, really the CEO and founder of the God Over Money Sports Network. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can hear it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. works harder. Nobody loves sports and is more passionate about it than than this guy, John Alcorn. <laughs> so thank you. But man, keep up the good work, man. I like your style. I don't know if I've seen someone with someone someone with the drive and passion to make it in the industry like I've seen with, with you. Cutthroat. It's very, you know, up and down roller coaster of emotion. He knows his stuff. Uh you know, he's not afraid to go at people. Well, that's my check, my This is not the Los Angeles LeBron. It is about time that we are back here, folks. I know that I kind of said next year, May or June, and that was kind of the case. And really trying to figure out what the official work schedule would be for both things. And the other will announce that at a later time. But thank y'all for the understanding. Communication has been a kind of up and down here on the the God everyone Entertainment Network, and my Facebook page, and all the social media. So. We're going to do one episode a week. It could be on a Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday or Friday or Monday. It just really depends on what day that I'm really more available or how I kind of feel if I'm tired or not. But the whole point of this episode is going to be the Thursday Night Football Preview, the, in, the Power Rankings, the NFL Sunday Preview Show, all in one episode here on the John Ford Show, of course, on the God of the Money Entertainment era. Glad to be back though, folks, we will see you in just a second. But man, Chris Wilson says thank you for that. Chris, yeah definitely means like I said, the support definitely, folks, does mean a lot. Well without further ado, let's get into today's first topic though. Thursday night football, a NFC West matchup. Obviously, the first past couple weeks in what we could so-called in Thursday Night Football, which has been very boring, been a nightmare, you had the, the Giants of the Washington football team, and then you had a couple other teams that was definitely very interesting. We finally have two teams who are not just contending for a wild card spot or the last wild card spot in the NFC. They're contending for the division, and they're contending for the NFC division round. They're contending for the championship game, and they're potentially Super Bowl contenders of what we're considering right now Really I believe heading into week five of the 2021 season. Thursday night football is the Los Angeles Rams versus the Seattle Seahawks. Now, obviously, we know what happened last week. The Cardinals really just demolished the Los Angeles Rams, or really they embarrassed the Los Angeles Rams, which I think can really be a shocker. And I don't think a lot of us that are true football fans never doubt the town of Kyle Murray. A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, James Conner, and, of course, Chase Edmonds, one of the running backs for the Cardinals. Not doubting that. It's just a surprise, though, that I picked the Rams to beat the Cardinals, and I was wrong. But, folks, you look at this matchup between the Los Angeles Rams and the Seattle Seahawks. You talk about it from both sides here. We always criticize and we'll talk about from the Rams' defensive point of view, but also the Seattle Seahawks' offense and offensive line point of view. The fact of the matter is, is that we're going to continue to criticize Seattle, and rightfully so. Their offensive line play is a joke. What do you think Aaron Donald or Jana Ramsey or any defensive member for the Los Angeles Rams is going to do in this football game? Even go against the, the offensive of, office of weapons for the Rams, the Sean Jackson, so at 34 years old, he's still getting it done. He still hasn't much lost much of a step, and most NFL fans know about Deshaun Jackson. We know what he is. Does what Brandon? Sorry, you have you have uh, Cooper Cup. You got Robert Woods, Matthew Stafford, Sony Michelle. That whole offense. But before I kind of like break it down more, I'm picking the Los Angeles Rams tomorrow night on Thursday Night Football to beat the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know how truly and genuinely. Folks, this can really be a shocker. I know we have our fan favorites set aside the emotions and all the, the outbreaks or the heartbreaks here. If you look at the Rams' point of view, they're obviously their Super Bowl window is the next two to three years. You have Matthew Sefford. We're just looking on paper, and not just on paper in person. It has to be as a good result. Offensive line. The quarterback can be kind of a little bit of 50-50. Right back. Receiver, tight end, defensive tackle, defensive lineman, cornerback. Jeremy Rands is the best corner in the NFL right now. I don't think folks there's a debate about that. What forefront for the Seattle Seahawks offense is gonna somehow outplay Rands? You know, Joe, we'll look what the Cardinals did last week in Kyle Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. I get that. Kyle Murray is a little bit, I don't know, we could have the whole conversation another day. I just don't see Seattle having a similar result against the Los Angeles Rams as the Arizona Cardinals did this past weekend on Sunday football against the Los Angeles Rams, breaking it apart really for Seattle. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, it's the stories we've heard before. The fact of the matter is, though, folks, as much as of their offense could do a lot. Who who's on their defense? I'll just, I'll just give you all that pressure points Who is on their defense? Uh, we'll wait and just relax. Jamal Adams. So the Jackson can do what he did two weeks ago. Who on that defense besides Jamal Adams is gonna do anything? Seattle doesn't have any corners. Seattle doesn't have any defensive backs. They'll have nobody on that defense besides Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams can't do everything. Just like you can't do everything in a marriage relationship or school. You can't rely on one specific person to do all the work or the work for you. Why are we surprised by that? So I'm picking the Los Angeles Rams to beat the Seattle Seahawks, number one. And number two, Matthew Stafford going to have a day. This, this, Not just this game, but we know the NFC West is going to be a huge challenge this year obviously in most teams in that division besides maybe the Niners obviously the Jimmy Garoppolo injury you bring in your quarterback you drafted third overall Trey Lance most of those teams are considering for a huge playoff spot but we'll be right back here in just 30 seconds Looking at it here, we talked about Thursday Night Football. The Los Angeles Rams against the Seattle Seahawks. Even if you break it down to the final couple parts here, the running game, even if, like, Chris Carson somehow gets it down on the ground, if he can stay healthy, maybe Sony Michelle isn't going to be that type of running back he's going to give you 12, 13, 14 attempts for 127 years. He's going to be the guy that's an extra offensive lineman. He's going to be the guy to help protect and block for Matthew Stafford. And that's the beautiful thing about this trade that the Rams did with the New England Patriots. Another New England Patriots trade today. But just from all aspects, Michelle, Stafford, Cooper Cup, all those weapons, there's no doubt in my mind that the Los Angeles Rams are going to beat the Seattle Seahawks in this game here. Going to NFL Sunday football here, Sunday, October 10th, you have, oh boy, this one. Is laughable. I, I know this game was going to happen. We've kind of a little bit talked about this before when the schedule came out, but I'm going to break it down even more after, of course, there's been a couple of weeks in the NFL season. Things have happened. Jets got their first win last week against the Tennessee Titans, who ironically, the Tennessee Titans the week before beat Seattle Seahawks in overtime through the first three games of Zach Wilson's rookie year. He had a worse three-game start than Josh Rosen's rookie year in 2018, and Zach Wilson had better weapons on the offense and a little bit better defense. Maybe I'll see Chandler Jones, but hold on a the conversation. The point is the New York Jets are facing off against the Atlanta Falcons. Is there really a whole lot to say? Falcons are winning this game. I know last week you see a fluke or they're building on the momentum. When's the last time the New York Jets ever built on that momentum? Go back to 2015, we were nearly almost made the playoffs. This gets his one year, 12-plus million dollar contract. In the first one or two games in 2016, he throws, what, six-plus interceptions. So five to six interceptions, I believe, in one to two football games. Obviously, both teams, we know, if we're being generally honest here, regardless of your fandom, neither of these teams are making the playoffs. So what's their ultimate goal? Because we know, I uh, talked about Atlanta City mixed messages, playoffs, contention, or rebuild. You're uh Matt Rand's contract. You trade a couple of your players past all season. I just don't see how, like, moving forward, like, what is the ultimate goal? Like, you look at it from the Jets' point of view. You're just trying to get as many wins and experience and and learn a lot they can on and off the field. But from the Falcons' point of view, is if you win this game, even if you do, you're giving yourself false hope. You're lying to yourself, you're lying to the fans. Even when the Falcons beat the Jets this Sunday, which I don't know how that's that's even an option. Of course, the Atlanta Falcons are being the New York Jets this Sunday. What is the goal for the Falcons moving forward? You got Cal Pitts, Calvin Ridley. Matt Ryan's, yes, quarterback age is getting a little bit older. His production in terms of numbers is still there, but they reconstructed his contracts. So they're really sure for him for the next three to four to five years. I don't know, but I'm easily going to pick the Atlanta Falcons to win this football game. Kyle Pitts, Matt Ryan versus Zach Wilson, and if Corey Davis can stay healthy. This next game here, we have an NFC North matchup between the Detroit Lions. And the Minnesota Vikings. I don't think I'm going to surprise Stephen Wayne on this, or maybe I may shock him. He may be texting or commenting, or, John, I can't believe you picked this team. Hell, Gary. I'm picking the Minnesota Vikings to win this year. I don't know. like if, I can't remember a time in the past 5 to 10-plus years when an organization has been booed and literally hated by fans when the owner of the Ford, one the owners of, and the Ford family, again one of the owners of the Detroit Lions comes into the stadium. I guess it has like a little ceremony for like like Megatron, or I forgot exactly what the situation was. Every single Detroit Lions fan is booing the Ford family. And rightfully so. It says it's just dis- frustration after one or two games. Because like you said, you've been literally you, – you ruined you, – you ended Barry Sanders' career early. Okay, you okay? maybe that's a coincidence. Who knows? Oh, no, you had Charm, almost 12,000 yards in nine seasons, nearly had 2,000 yards in 2013, I believe. 1,978. ruined his career. He ends it early. You already ruined two careers. Your fans hate you. It's not just, oh, we hate that you lose a couple of football games here and they're losing football games. Okay, we can deal with that. When you intentionally do stupid things and lie to your fans, you lie especially to your quarterback. You lie to the organization. lie to everybody. You can say whatever you want about Dan Campbell. There's – I probably pronounce his name wrong, but whatever. The fact of the matter is Detroit has no chance in this game. Detroit is going to beat Detroit until the Ford family sells the organization. And the fact of the matter is they're not going to. And why would you? You're making a ton of money. Fans are pissed, and rightfully so. When the Detroit Lions lose against the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday, I would hate to be either a Lions fan or the Ford family. No no fans like you in terms of your ownership. I don't know you as a person, but nobody. Fan, longtime fan, dedicated Detroit Lions fan, never met one. Obviously, they exist. No respect for the fourth game. Another adversity loss for the Detroit Lions this NFL, 2021 NFL regular season. The next game, though, you had the New Orleans Saints facing off against the Washington football team. Based on what happened last week, the Giants, I believe, folks, beat the Saints. How? What did the Giants do? In that game, besides well, maybe he kind of expose like Jameis Winston or he's inconsistent 30-30, this has been a problem with Jameis Winston for a while. You can say the LASIK surgery or not, but it's still been kind of proving up until this point. Now that Jameis Winston will have a game or two, looks phenomenal, 100 or 200 plus passing yards, two to three plus touchdowns. Then he has a game like he did a week or two ago. And you lose against the Giants. So I kind of question this game for the Saints in like, Actually, Washington football team's defense, I believe two weeks ago, got demolished, got spanked, got embarrassed against, of course, the Buffalo Bills. This past week, Washington's quarterback, Tyler Heineke, who was in the XFL two years ago and sleeping on their family member's couch, got the game-winning drive for them this past week. So you look at it from Washington's point of view where the fans, you had a game-winning drive last week. The Saints lose against the Giants. Whose favor is it in? The Washington football team, you're in the NFC Lease. You have some, maybe not like pressure, but you're favored to win this football game in my opinion. I mean, I just don't understand how the Washington football team can lose this game. I know that Dennis Winston could have one of those 300-yard uh, pass games, two to three touchdowns, all these different things. But that's up and down. That's up and down. And like you're not going to get consistency with James Winston. I don't know why that people keep – thinking otherwise. I'm picking Washington football team to win this game. There's more fight in Tyler Heimke. There's more fight in this offense. There's more fight in this defense. Defensive wise they're pretty good on paper. Defensive wise on the field, they're very, very talented. But I'm picking the Washington football team to win this game. Quarterback play turns up longevity. They're both really not that great. One was in the XFL two to two and a half years ago. So, Jameis Winston, who got, of course, replaced by Tom Brady, rightfully so, won a Super Bowl this past season. I just don't see quarterback, these two quarterbacks, I'm not sure how they're going to win you the game. But in that defense is going to win this game for the Washington football team versus New Orleans Saints. I feel bad for the Saints just because you're also in that same division. With the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And speaking of that, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers facing off against the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> if you're, I I I don't mean to laugh, but I'm gonna be honest. If you're a Dolphins fan, I'm sorry. I'm truly sorry. Two injuries, and maybe when he comes back, he's still not consistent. There's gonna be excuses for him, or there's Miami too. Tua was never going to be the guy. He's just not an NFL quarterback. It's not about being ready or not having enough reps. You could have 4,000 reps with the same players in a practice or in a practice within a couple of weeks. But if you're not it, if you're not the guy, it doesn't matter how much practice you get. Not every quarterback is fit for the same organization they get drafted by. It happened so many times in the NFL. It's happened in the NBA with their, with small forward centers all over the place. But despite all of what I said about mainly in their woes on offense, a little bit on defense, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's no debate about that. Green Bay Packers face off against the Bengals. It's, it is it is going to be the Green Bay Packers. There should be any debate or anything of that sort here, folks. Oh, boy. Denver Broncos. Face off against the Pittsburgh Steelers. What I said last week. The Broncos had to beat Ravens. And what did the Broncos do? They don't beat the Ravens. They can only score seven points. Now again, you said Teddy Bridgewater getting hurt. That is definitely a factor on that one. It's unfortunate, but now the Broncos face-off against the Steelers this week. Each game, Vic Fangio is going to be criticized. Vic Fangio is on the hot seat. You lose against the Ravens, especially if, which I believe my Broncos will beat the Steelers in a close game. Keyword, I'll say this again. I believe in my football heart that Denver Broncos will win in a close game Versus his, versus the Steelers, but if somehow they lose against the Steelers, that's the story. You start off three and zero. You beat the Jets, Giants, and I forgot whoever else you beat. The Jaguars, you beat those three teams who are in contention for the playoffs. Another situation with another NFL team and the head coach, we won't talk about that here on the day. Broncos have to beat the Steelers. You go three and two. Teddy Bridgewater, is he 100% healthy? You have to defense the running game, but don't have the quarterback to be the game manager for the Denver Broncos. It's just going to be a lot. But I'm obviously going to pick the Denver Broncos to win this football game. You have the Eagles and the Panthers. Jalen Hurts in his numbers. Sam Darnold had them with the Panthers last week when they lost. Not just lost, demolished against the Dallas Cowboys. And, folks, you can go back on that program. It's on my Facebook page. John McQuarrie. I picked the Cowboys to beat the Panthers. So, no, I'm not making things up. No, I'm not being a bandwagon or anything of sorts. I picked the Cowboys to win that football game. But now the Panthers this week face off against the Eagles. Defensive wise, it's the Panthers. We could talk about those comparisons either. What part of the Jalen Hurts are we gonna get? First half or second half? Who is more hungry? Matt Rule. Which younger coach is more hungry to in this football game? Even if so, both teams are kind of in iffy situations, but Eagles are on the NFC least. So even if they lose this football game, they still got a, a ton of more 10-plus games to play in the season. While the Panthers, each loss is more. Each loss for the Panthers is more critical than each loss is for the Eagles. The Panthers are in the same division as the Saints, and the Panthers and the Saints are in the same division as the Bucks. They just beat the New England Patriots this past week, 19-17. Rough rather, It didn't play well, but again, won the game at or his old home. But frankly, folks, in this game, I maybe I'll be surprised. But I'm picking the Philadelphia Eagles this week to beat the Carolina Panthers. I know what Sam Darwin and this team has done. But the problem is, like the announcers are saying during the football game, so far, unless this past game against the uh, Dallas Cowboys, the Panthers in week one, week two, week three, in the first three games, have not played from behind. So if they're a team that can only play well playing ahead and, and struggle when they're down five to ten-plus points, That's not a team that's going to have a way to call a successful season or make the playoffs or really do any of those things. So that's why, of many reasons, I picked the Philadelphia Eagles to win this football game, Tennessee versus Jacksonville. I'm picking the Titans. We'll move forward. The Cleveland Browns versus the Los Angeles Chargers. I am concerned, very concerned about Baker's shoulder injury. And listen, what, 11 to 14 points last week. Is Baker's shoulder going to be healthy? We've seen this with different quarterbacks. And the shoulder isn't good. They don't just instantly recover. It takes time. And the Browns folks don't really have any time. I can't believe I'm saying this, and Trevor, if you're watching or listening at, maybe we'll uh say this pick on OBS no tonight, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, and 6 p.m. Pacific. I'm picking the Chargers this week to beat the Browns. Herbert Justin Herbert is football. He's proved me wrong. He beat the Raiders. You beat the Chiefs, not just beat the Chiefs. You beat the Chiefs at home at Arrowhead Stadium. Justin Herbert having a phenomenal year. Easily a very accurate, evenly distributing the football. The running tech this past week, what thirteen plus carries for over 100 yards, one to two touchdowns, averaging over four point yard over averaging over four point two yards per carry. There's really nothing else to say. I'm picking the Chargers to beat the Browns. There's more questions than answers at the quarterback position. Right now, not in terms of is Baker the guy necessarily right now, but in terms of what type of Baker are you going to get with the shoulder injury, folks? It's Chicago Bears versus Las Vegas Raiders. I understand. Oh, it's the Lions. Matt Aggie didn't do any of the offensive play calling. If Matt Aggie does what he did last week in terms of not doing any offensive play calling, I'm picking the Chicago Bears because we see this story with the Raiders last year the year before, maybe a little bit of the year before. I know at Defending Card, I'm talking about terms of these numbers, where they start off good. They look like a playoff team, and the Raiders are Raiders the Raiders. And then, well, the Raiders completely crumble. And this is what we're going to start to see with the Las Vegas Raiders this season is when a must-playoff-appearing team with a coach where if they don't make the playoffs this year, oh, boy, 2022 is going to be very uncomfortable for the Los Biggest Raiders with Derek Carr, Gruden, and maybe the whole organization. But frankly, I'm p- if if to it an if and maybe I'm wrong. If Matt Nagy doesn't call any of the offensive plays, I'm picking the Chicago Bears. I mean, well, the Raiders in the first half against the Chargers didn't score any points. If you can't score any points in the first half against the Chargers. What are you going to do against Khalil Mack and Keem Hicks and, and if I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, folks, if Roquan Smith is healthy? What are they going to do? Is Derek Carr going to throw a brick? That's why maybe I'm shocking people with my pick. But I'm picking the Chicago Bears to beat the Raiders. Only if Matt Aggie doesn't do any of the offensive play calling. I know because the last he was against the Lions – but I'm sorry, Matt, Aggie has to go. But please, oh, please do not let Matt and Aggie do any of the offensive play call. San Francisco 49ers against the Arizona Cardinals, folks. Look what happened, I guess, last week. I guess when the Cardinals faced off against the Rams, I mean, my goodness, Kyler Murray went off. Are we that surprised? Look what happened last year. Look what happened the year before his rookie year. Nine touchdowns, four picks. Kyle Murray, the only thing I'm concerned about is his turnovers. The last three games, he's five touchdowns to three interceptions. Despite his playmaking with his legs and getting the ball down the field, he went from week two going to 400 passing yards to 316 to 268. That's not as much of a concern if he weren't turning the ball over. But with Kyle Murray turning over the football, he has three interceptions in the last three games five touchdowns to three interceptions. So that's really going to be a huge concern. With that being said, though, we can go back to last year what Kyle Murray did against the 49ers. I mean, look at that couple of the running highlights Kyle Murray had. I'm going to pick the Arizona Cardinals to beat the San Francisco 49ers. And if we go back to 2020, what happened – When Kyle Murray and their Arizona Cardinals faced off against the San Francisco 49ers week one, 26-40, 230, one TD, one pick. Wasn't that great overall, but he had 65 completion percentage, 230 yards, nearly 4,000 yards last year. That is neither here nor there. The Cardinals are winning this football game, folks. Isaiah, everybody else out there, I'm sorry. For this next one, though, I can't believe I'm saying this. At not a surprise, but just saying it back to back to back. Three weeks in a row. D- just wait for this. I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys to beat the New York Giants. Next game here, last game was Sunday. night football before we end today's quick program. As Cowboys kind of do know the program, we're going to try and do this next Friday. Yes, next Friday we're going to do a program here. It's going to be a full-length hour, hour and a half of NFL Sunday Football Week 6, Thursday Night Football Preview, Monday Night Football Post Game Show. All that will be condensed into one show. This is one of just the first of many. We're going to do these once a week. So we're going to cover this last game here on NFL Sunday Night Football, Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs. That's going to be a classic. That's going to be something that's going to be fun. To watch, we know what happened last week with a certainty. But for the Chiefs side of this, I mean, the worst thing any team can do is when the next week when the opponent plays the Chiefs. Given the Chiefs, the worst thing you do is give the Chiefs any momentum. I know we say this about any team, but especially the Chiefs. No matter when the Chiefs are down, no matter what it looks like. Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs offense always gets it done. Which is why maybe I'm kind of fumbling with this pick. But if I'm being honest, maybe I will be crazy for saying this. I will be happy to be wrong about this pick. But I'm picking the Buffalo Bills to win by two points against the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, I hope I'm wrong. I know it so can't beat against Patrick Holmes, but it's the Chiefs. The Raiders lost this week. Hopefully, the Chargers lose this week. I'm more than happy to be wrong about Chiefs, Chargers, and Raiders winning. That's a happy Sunday, folks. Here again. Before we go, we're going to today's prayer break. We're going to kind of do the show a little bit different from now on on the God Over Money Entertainment Network. The John Huffman Show is. We're going to start off with the topics but near the end or halfway towards each program. Once a week will be next Friday, 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We'll do all seven shows in one huge episode, but halfway or towards the end of each program, we'll always do the prayer break, the Bible verse, Jesus, and God's story. Always bringing it, always bringing it back to God's Word. Without further ado, let's go into tonight's prayer break. Oh, I don't know what these people have gone through. I hope that this this type of content oh, can either inspire somebody out there that no matter what, or you faithful. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's little Jesus and God story, we have our Bible verse of the day. We're going to get that put up here and just second me just a moment, folks. Is Romans 10, 17. This is something that I'm working on. I'm not going to be talking about oh, why wow, this is so easy for me. It's not. I am a sinful human being like anybody out there. I'm not perfect. Romans ten seventeen. So faith comes from hearing. And hearing through the word of God. The point is, though, despite... And I know this sounds so cliche, but I, I want to make this more fun or easier to understand. Despite... What it looks like with whatever y'all are going with. Anybody out there is going through. I know it's not easy. I know there are times that you want to quit. But I promise, I urge you to call it to God. He's never given up on you and He'll never give up and He has a plan for your life. But I say this, Jesus of God story. I came up here about a year and a half, for real, say almost two years ago now. A crazy faith list started January 2020 when I started listening to the uh, pastor, Michael Todd, out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, with uh, Transformation Church when he had his series on crazy faith back in 2019. Basically, if you can kind of see this right here, I really hope this inspires people. Again, I know that everybody is going to be in the sports world. I, I, I get all of that. So the point is the podcast will be monetized. we get sponsors for the podcast Be able to go to my first Super Bowl, be able to pay all my parents' bills and vacations, and God will use me through the sports world to spread his word and love. We'll be working for the Denver Broncos one day. The whole point of really certainly is going back to the verse. So faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of Christ. The word of Christ also tells you, believe not what you see, but believe in the one that created you. God feel this on my heart, and I promise y'all, one day. This is going to be a good story, and I hope it's truly inspires somebody, because it's not, I truly hope this inspires somebody, because it's not about me. I'm not ever going to make it about me, it's about bringing glory to God, and all of those things. But without further ado, I'll be doing every single program here on the network, we're going to go into tonight's final thoughts. Good folks, thank you for the support on this one. I know this is last minutes at communication of oh episode today or tomorrow or next year. What's gonna happen is it may this episode of course today was on Wednesday. This is just a short version, but we're gonna try and do an episode once a week when we do the Monday night football postgame show, Thursday night football preview show, Sunday morning football preview show. All those episodes are gonna be combined into one video once a week. This week is a short version on Wednesday. Next week it'll be next Friday. Don't hold me on the date, but, or t- the time. Most likely it'll be next Friday, 6 30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Make sure you get the episode once a week. It's been a while. Got some announcements coming. Things are in the works. I want to truly thank you all so much for the support on everything y'all supported me on. Of course, the uh some podcasts that are Projects that are pretty much being thrown into the dumpsters. We had a podcast coming up called the Final Adventure Podcast. But despite all that, the Goofy Goober Podcast, which I will not play in the trailer because we know with YouTube and I get it, is coming sometime in 2022. Despite all my rambling, we're getting better. Thank you all so much for the support. I'll see you next time. Nobody works harder. Nobody loves sports and is more passionate about it than than this guy, John Alcorn. So, thank you. But man, keep up the good work, man. I like your style. I don't know if I've seen someone, with, someone, someone with the drive and passion to make it in the industry like I've seen with with you. Cutthroat. It's very, you know, up and down roller coaster of emotion. Knows his stuff. Uh, you know, he's not afraid to go at people. last well, my check. This is not the Los Angeles Lebron.